Hello, I'm Erica LaCasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about withstanding the test. Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. I hope you all had a fantastic week and weekend. Tomorrow will be July 4th for us. Uh, for those of us who live in America, you know that this is Independence Day. And I was actually reading a really good article from Rabbi Eric Tokajer, who is the rabbi for Brit Om, which is a congregation in Florida. Uh, my husband and I were have been blessed to actually have uh, been able to spend time with him. And we're actually hoping to go to Israel with his uh, congregation this upcoming next year. And I really liked, and I really felt like it was confirmation, how um, he writes blogs. And he's written a lot of different books. If you haven't read any of them, um, I would encourage you to do so. I'm not going to lie. I haven't read any of them because, you know, I don't do well with the nonfiction sort of books. But um, you can go to Rabbi Eric, which with the, it's an Eric with a C. And then T is in uh, tango.com. And he puts out a blog almost every week. And the title for this week's particular blog is The Apostle Paul and Rocky Balboa, which really spoke to me. I am not a boxing fan. Never really been into the whole Rocky franchise or uh, Creed, which is kind of a you know, spinoff from that. And my 15-year-old son, for whatever reason, has been really into that lately. And in fact, the reason that this particular podcast is coming out a little bit later than normal is because the day that I normally record was his 15th birthday. And I wanted to spend time with my family, with my son. And if I wasn't spending time with them, I was busy making him lots of yummy goodies that he requested for his birthday. And I was pretty fascinated by Rabbi Eric and what he was talking about in his blog and the comparisons he was making between uh, Paul and Rocky Balboa. Because I have, in the past week or two, watched all six of the Rocky films and at least two of the Creed films, per my 15-year-old son's request. And... It's not something that I enjoy. In fact, I have to take breaks in between because I just don't see the, I don't know, the the point of watching two gentlemen get in a ring together and just pound the living daylights out of each other. It just is not appealing to me in any way, shape, or form. I know that it's a lot of, you know, people are entertained by this. Does not trip my trigger. Definitely not into it. But... I will say that um, Steven Stallone, who plays Rocky, his character has a lot of really good things to say that you absolutely can take and use for your everyday life. And I want to take you to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, which is one of those verses where a lot of people take out of context. And it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Messiah Yeshua. Really simple verse, not super long. 
And the problem with this is a lot of times teachers will be tell a person who's become a believer that condemnation should no longer be in any part of their life. Um, in fact, they'll condemn those who feel condemned, which is absolutely crazy. The problem with that interpretation of this verse is in order to make it mean that no believer should, should ever have these feelings of condemnation. Which makes no sense, because the first thing you need to do is forget that the verse begins with the word therefore, and forget that Romans chapter 8 is no uh, is longer than one verse. And I think that's something that we tend to do, especially when we take things out of context, we forget that just because they're in a certain chapter does not mean that that's... I mean, it wasn't written that way. There were no chapters and verses when they were written by the people who wrote these different books of the Bible. So I think that we really need to take that into... Uh, consideration and think about that. Rabbi Eric was talking about how he wants her to teach her to say, whenever we see the word therefore, we must find out what it is there for. And I thought that was actually pretty poignant. Um, it's that therefore is used to connect previous information in the text to a statement, which is now being made. In other words, it's impossible to understand what Paul is trying to relate in chapter eight, verse one, Unless, of course, you go back to chapter 7 to see what in the world he's talking about. So we're going to go back to Romans chapter 7, verses 22, which says, For I delight in the Torah of God with respect to the inner man, but I see a different law in my body parts, battling against the law of my mind and bringing me into bondage under the law of sin, which is my body parts, which is in my body parts. Miserable man that I am, who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God. It is through Messiah Yeshua, our Lord. So then with my mind, I myself serve the Torah of God. But with my flesh, I serve the law of sin. So I really like that Paul wrote this in the letter because it shows that he's just like us. He's just a man. He's struggling with his sinful nature, just like each and every one of us does on a daily basis. And our inner man, we delight in the law of God, in the Torah of God, in the commands of God, and what the word of God says. But at the same time, our mind and flesh is like, I'm not really into that. I would like to go over and do this instead. And then every single day we have to battle between the inner man and the outer man, which, you know, a lot of people just say the new man and the old man, right? Or the new woman and the old woman, if you'd like. Now, obviously today we could, we could say that this is a battle between the Ruach HaKodesh, uh, the Holy Spirit, which is within us, and our sinful desires. Paul understood that his fight against flesh was a battle that he would continue to fight every day of his life. And it's actually, I, for years and years and years and years, I had this really neat 
saying it wasn't from from the Bible, but it was definitely the foundation of it was from there. Um, talking about dying to self, and I had it basically posted on my computer. So every time I open up my computer, that's that was my desktop. And uh, unfortunately, when that computer happened to die, that saying also did as well, and I never could find it again. But um, it was a really great saying, basically talking about how we die to ourselves and how we need to do that every day, and these are the different steps we need to take. Now, what Paul's saying is not an excuse. It's not like, hey, this is what I'm struggling with, therefore I can do X, Y, and Z. It's saying, look, I'm just like you. I struggle with these things too, but we have to decide what part of us is going to win. Is our sinful nature going to win? Are we going to pass that test and allow the Ruach HaKodesh to be in charge of our lives? I like what uh, Rabbi Eric also says. He says, Paul's words are really a pep talk between a veteran warrior and those he is preparing for battle. And he, he also, this is where Rocky comes in. He said it reminds him of what Rocky is uh, saying to his son in uh, Rocky 6. Um, and Rocky says this. He says, let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how. Which is something I kind of alluded to, I think, last week when I was talking about being uh, beaten up by waves. Um, but Rocky's telling his son the same thing that Paul is telling the Roman believers. And even us today. We're going to fight every day. And as long as we continue to fight and continue to get back up every time we are knocked down, we don't have any need to ever feel condemned. As long as we keep moving forward. That's why Yeshua spoke the words we read in Matthew 24, verse 13. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. It's... I almost kind of think of it as a cliche at this point is that the phrase keep moving forward. Something because if you've ever seen the Disney cartoon or animation, I should say, of uh, Meet the Robinsons, I actually really enjoy that particular one. It's, it's really good. They actually have a song that's called Keep Moving Forward. It doesn't matter how many times you mess up as long as you keep moving forward. You know, the premise is this guy was an inventor and... If he hadn't failed as many times as he had and continued moving forward, he never would have had the same successes as he did. So if he had simply quit after the first or second time of failing, he never would have made it to his successes. He chose to press on, and even though he was being tested, he chose to move forward, no matter what the circumstances were and whatever life was throwing at him. And... Really great little uh, kid show. It's hilarious. There's really great one-liners. Um, my husband and I still quote things from from that particular movie. It's it's a good good show. If you you haven't seen it, you should definitely go see it. And I just want to 
you know, make sure that we are understanding that through our lives, we're going to be trusted, tested. There will be trials. But Adonai is with us every step of the way. I wanted to read to you uh, one other thing, which is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, which as you know, I read from the Tree of Life Bible, which you can read along with me. It says, For I do not want you to be ignorant, brothers and sisters, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea. They all were immersed into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and all ate the same spiritual food and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they were drinking from a spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Messiah. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, for they were struck down in the desert. Now these things happened as examples for us, so we wouldn't crave evil things, just as they did. Do not be idolaters, as some of them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And let's not commit sexual immorality, as some of them did, in and in one day, 23,000 fell. And let's not test the Lord, as some of them did, and were destroyed by serpents. And let's not grumble, as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroying angel. Now these things happened to them as an example, and it was written down as a warning to us, on whom the ends of the ages have come. Therefore, let the one who thinks that he stands watch out that he doesn't fall. No temptation has taken hold of you except what is common to mankind. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape so you'll be able to endure it. So yes, we will have testing and trials in our life, but God will always give us a way out. I think this might be where um, people misquote the Bible and they say, you know, God will never give you more than you can handle, which I, I could be wrong, but I don't believe is in any area of the Bible. However, this is pretty darn close where it says the Lord will not tempt you. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can handle, which I think is kind of a, maybe not that big of a distinction for some, but I, I feel like it should be. And I think it's important for us to remember that. That no matter what the temptations we might face, the Adonai is always with us. I also wanted to read that to you because it's kind of neat. Um, Cause that's where I found it. Um, the tour portraits for the past few weeks are kind of, not even kind of, they are mentioned in first Corinthians 10. Now I will um, say, I just remembered, I forgot to give you the tour portions for this particular week, which are um, pinkas, which means dark skinned. You can find that in Numbers chapter 25, verse 10 to chapter 30, verse 1. The half tour portion is 1 Kings 18, verse 46 to chapter 19, verse 21. And the Brit Hadashah is Revelations chapter 19, verses 11 through 21. Now, this particular tour portion really is very important for a lot of different reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is, one, you get to see where Moses has stepped down from leadership and now Joshua is going to be running the show. Then you see um, at the very end, the different um, feasts of the Lord. Um, God goes over and talks about, hey, this is what I want you to do for these different feasts, which is really important for us to see, because I know a lot of it, we kind of, 
I'm trying to think of the right word for it. But we sugarcoat the different feasts or like with any man-made tradition, we add to them, which isn't a bad thing. Not all traditions are bad, but um, it's good to go back to the basics and say, okay, what's the foundation of this particular feast? Like, what is it that's required of me during this feast? Now, a lot of it is obviously through talking about the different sacrifices, which we no longer have to do because Yeshua is our sacrificial lamb. However, there's other portions of it where that are not about sacrifices that I think are really important for us to observe on a yearly basis. And the other part of this particular portion, which I have to try and find real quick because I wasn't actually planning on talking too much about it, um, was there are a lot of people out there who talk about how um, the Bible is all about the patriarchy and it's all about the men and women basically just treated like slaves and treated terribly. And in reality, back in the day during biblical times, women were not necessarily treated super awesome in any culture. And I would actually argue that in the Jewish culture, the Hebrew culture, they're actually treated quite well. Um, in fact, this is the tour portion where the daughters, I'm trying to think, the daughters of Zeruel, I can't even think of the name. Um, I'm going to have to try and find it. But they, the particular man did not have any sons. And so the women went to Moses and the leaders and said, hey, our father didn't have any sons. However, we don't want to not be able to continue uh, being in the line and then not be able to inherit anything. Zelophehad, that's his name. Um, the names of Zelophehad's daughters were Mala, Noah, Hagla, Milcha, and Tirzah. And they requested it. And Adonai said, you know what? They're absolutely right. They are going to inherit even though there's no son. And because there's no son, the woman gets to inherit something. So I think that's actually really important to point out as well for this particular Torah portion. Um, because you don't see that in other uh, cultures where women are actually allowed to own property. Um, I actually know people who, who even today do not believe that women should necessarily uh, inherit property. <laughs> Which, you know, to each their own, I guess. But I would like to encourage you to continue reading the Torah portion every week. It really is important. This one actually isn't even that long. And um, it'll give you some insight. Because I know it's, it's funny when I go back and I can, I can see how many uh, people have maybe listened to a certain podcast. I can't see who's listening. But the ones that are the most popular of my podcasts are the ones that have to do with the feast because people are curious and they want to know, like, how do I celebrate Passover? What is Passover actually about? Um, what are the different elements of these different feasts? And, and what do these different, you know, representations mean? And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to learn along with you. Hopefully you get something out of it. Uh, I definitely try my best to 
learn something new every week if I can. And if I can't, then try to help you um, maybe work through some things that maybe I've already gone through and, and maybe my circumstances can help your situation. Now, most of you know, 4th of July is actually my favorite holiday. That's not considered a feast of the Lord. And it does have to do with the fact that we, we became independent from our brother nation, Britain, but also because it is a great time of family and you can have some really great family traditions. My family, we watch uh, 1776, which does have some language in it, but it's actually really good. It's musical. It has comedy. It's historical. It's just, it's a really great show. I'd also encourage you, there is a new movie coming out by, um, not by, but it's starring Jim Caviezel. And it comes out tomorrow. And it's called Sound of Freedom. It's based on a true story of Tim Ballard, the former Homeland Security agent who has devoted himself to fighting child sex trafficking and who took his crusade private when he founded Operation Underground Railroad with backing from Glenn Beck. And I would encourage you to go and support this movie. It's not exactly uh, maybe a subject that most of us want to even talk about or think about, but the reality is it's real, it's happening, it's now. And this is something that is becoming even greater than the drug trafficking uh, rings and communities. And it's something, especially as parents, we need to be aware of and not have our heads in the sand for. So I hope that you all will have a fantastic 4th of July. I'm also going to hopefully see some fireworks, but it also looks like it might rain. So just praising the Lord for the many blessings that I have, the opportunity to go to a movie theater and see a movie that I'd like to support and be able to um, praise him the way that I have been blessed to do so in this country without a lot of the limitations that a lot of other countries have. And also just to thank the Lord for his sacrifice, because really the greatest independence day that we can be grateful for is the one where we became saved. We chose to follow our savior. Now I pray that you all have a fantastic week. And as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. Adonai v'yishma reka Yahir Adonai panavaleka Fehuneka Yisa Adonai panavaleka V'yosim leka Shalom now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Bashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace, I pray. Amen. One other really quick thought. Um, for those of you who do not know, there is a uh, MJAA Messianic conference going on in Pennsylvania right now. You can actually watch live every single night to their services. All you have to do is, is type in MJAA uh, Messiah Conference 2023 and it'll pop up. So you can see you know, like-minded believers worshiping the Lord and maybe hear some from speakers you've never heard from. I, I would really love to be able to go myself one day and maybe when we have the money to do that, we will. But I pray that you all have a fantastic week and remember that the Lord is with you no matter what 
test you're going through. Shavua Tov! Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E as in Echo, L as in Lemur, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in Mike, the number three at ProtonMail.com. Also feel free to leave me a one-minute voicemail message at anchor.fm forward slash Erica Lacasse. There's a button on my Anchor website that says leave a voicemail. Thank you so much. And remember to leave all messages short and sweet and to the point. And I look forward to hearing from each and every one of you.